traditional Greek style spinach cheese herb pie. Badzina mespanaki e plastos. Hello, friends. Are you ready? What's for dinner? <laughs> I'm hungry. Yum, 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 Delicious. Let's go, everybody. Yay! Yay! Oh, gosh. Am I on? Yeah. Camera, lights, action. Welcome to another episode of Zoe's Blind Kitchen Corner. If you need to reach me, Zoe's Blind Kitchen Corner at gmail.com or whose blind life is it anyway at gmail.com or comment in the section below. So today we're doing a special recipe, a very traditional recipe, of course a Greek recipe. Um, I did say that we would do mix. That's my oven preheating and it's ready, which is wonderful. Uh, I did say we're going to do mix. I won't do just Greek, but uh, uh, we said I am Greek. So I'm going to try to present to you as many Greek recipes as possible. Uh, most of you that live in North America... Uh, I would say U.S. and Canada, not so much Mexico, but U.S. and Canada and Australia and then in Europe, of course, Germany and England and all these places, uh, you've heard of tiropita, cheese pie, spanakopita, spinach pie, cream pie, bugatza, kreatopita, meat pie, and so on and so forth. There's tons of... Uh, bakeries and stores sort of around the world selling these very famous Greek, we'll call them pies. But when I say pies, don't think of what a pumpkin pie looks like. So if you've never had spinach pie or cheese pie or anything, it doesn't look like a pumpkin pie or a pecan pie or whatever the case is. Um, there are thousands of recipes for these types of pies. You can have square ones, round ones. You can have uh, bite-sized uh, little pies. You can have even fried ones, baked ones. There's, like I said, there's thousands of recipes. The one we're making today is very traditional, very old-fashioned, and it's from a certain part of Greece. Most of these pies are made with a phyllo, dough, which is very, very thin sheets of, uh, when I say very thin, I mean paper thin, paper thin sheets of uh, phyllo dough, um, or uh, a, a certain type of puff pastry. The one we're making today comes from the region of Thessaly, which is Thessalia in Greek, it's Thessaly in English. And um, not only though, it's made in the Western Macedonian region of Greece or the Northern Macedonian region of Greece. It's, it's, it is a very popular, so there's two names for it. It's, if you're from Thessaly, it's called Badzina, 
and I'll spell that for you. It's B-A-T-Z-I-N-A. -A. And if you're from other parts of the region of uh, Macedonia, it would be called Plastos. And I'll spell that for you. It's P-L-A-S-T-O-S. -S. So, um, for those of you who have never been to Greece or Thessaly, um, I've actually done the train trip from Athens to Thessaloniki. So Thessaloniki is the second largest city in Greece. Athens is the capital. Athens is sort of central Greece. Um, and uh, Thessaloniki is North Greece. And if you were to do the trip from Athens to Thessaloniki by train, I think you can do it by bus as well, if I remember correctly. Um, <coughs> however, it's quicker by train. It used to be like an eight-hour trip, but not anymore. Now, I think we, I think the last time I did it, I did it in four hours and change. I can't remember four hours, 20 minutes, something like that. The landscape from Athens to Thessaloniki is breathtaking. However, now they've built tunnels and the train goes through these tunnels. So you don't get to see all of the beautiful landscape because they go through these tunnels. And the reason they did this is because some of the areas that the train went through, not only was it breathtaking, but it was almost, uh, how can I describe it? <gasps> that type of feeling, oh my God, I think I'm going to pee my pants. It was that scary um, because you're, you're, the train is going right over these very, very steep uh, cliffs and over these bridges. It, it's, like I said, it, I'm glad that I got to do the trip before they built the tunnels because I got to, and, and, and back then I had sights, so I was able to somewhat take in the scenery. Anyways, from that trip to Athens, from Athens to Thessaloniki, uh, one of the main huge regions is Thessalia. And uh, I, if I remember correctly, and please forgive me, I haven't opened up a, <laughs> a book in a long time. I think the city of Larissa is the capital of Thessaly. I I'm 95% sure, but if I've made a mistake, don't kill me. Um, anyhow, so in the olden days, way back when, when they didn't have cars and they were still, you know, horse and carriage and so on and so forth, this main region is, I would say, I would call it shepherd's land because this is where the main hub of Greece is when it comes to sheep and lambs and goats and the terrain is just perfect for it. Um, and there's a lot of farming done and a lot of sheep herding and milk and feta cheese is made. A lot of feta cheese and different cheeses are made there. So way back when, you know, great grandpa's um, day, maybe even my grandpa's day, um, the women used to make this particular recipe and uh, it's a very flat, thin pie and they used to wrap it in towels and give it to their men to take with them to the farm so that they can, until they got home at night to eat, something to keep them going all day. And uh, they had a cheese and I don't know if, the, and forgive me, I don't know if this cheese still exists, but they had a cheese called badzos and this 
that's how this pie got its name from because they used to make it with this particular cheese now throughout the last you know hundred years or whatever now there's thousands of recipes and um i have to tell you one of the most traditional ones is with pumpkin in it it's it's like a mixture of uh pumpkin and onion and so on and so forth um but of course spinach pie spinach cheese pie being one of the most popular uh, pies in Greece, they've created recipes to accommodate spinach and so on and so forth. I'm not saying that they didn't do it with spinach then, um, but I'm just saying that's how it all started with that particular cheese called vatos. So this is a fabulous recipe. You are going to bake at 395 degrees Fahrenheit for one hour and 10 minutes. Now, the recipe says huge pan because this pie has to be very thin. And it says bottom rack of your oven. My particular oven, if I use the lowest level in my oven, it burns my food. So I'm baking second level from the bottom. And the pan that I'm using, sorry, is a huge round pan. And a lot of the traditional pies in Greece are made in huge aluminum or well now they're made in stainless steel pans back then a hundred years ago they were made in aluminum pans and this is actually an aluminum pan and this is 41 centimeters uh diameter so from one side to the other um if you have a 40 that's great i don't you're supposed the recipe says 40 40 centimeter pan i don't have one I have a 38 and a 41, so I, I chose the 41 because this pie should be thin. If I went with a 38, it would be a little thicker. And I've done it before, and it works. So we're good with the 41-inch uh, diameter pan. Okay. We have 1,000 ingredients, and I am going to try <coughs> to remember them and tell them I'm going to try to recite them right now. Don't worry, the recipe will be in, of course, as always, in the description box. So if I forget something or I get something wrong, I promise you I have it written down. And when this episode airs, everything will be correct. So let's start. So we've got back here <coughs> half a bunch of dill. Next is half a bunch of spearmint. If you can't find spearmint, go ahead and use mint. Then we have five, I'm using six because I had them in my garden, six green onions. Then back here is half a bunch of parsley. <laughs> yeah, one leek. And this is optional. The recipe doesn't call for it, but we love it and we put it in. This is two or three large handfuls of celery leaves, not the stalk. So I happen to have a garden. I happen to have celery leaves, but that is optional. We need a third cup of olive oil, which is 75 grams. We need two eggs. Um, 
<laughs> I'm trying to remember what this is. I know this is salt. We need salt. But this is just a whole bunch of salt because it's for our spinach. This is just the bowl to beat the eggs. See? I'm trying to get confused. Two tablespoons of fine semolina and ground black pepper. And 500 grams of spinach. That's these ingredients. Oh, I'm sorry. These ingredients are all for your filling. So I'm going to tell you the batter ingredients, but before I do, I'm gonna tell I have just a whole bunch of salt in a bowl. I've washed my spinach and I'm going to scoop up just a regular tablespoon, a heaping tablespoon, and I'm gonna sprinkle it. I have my spinach in a bowl and I'm sprinkling the salt over the spinach. And there's a reason for this, I'll explain in a minute. And I'm gonna grab another heaping tablespoon and sprinkle. And you can give it a little bit of a mix too so the salt goes everywhere. And I think I'm gonna give it just a little more. Don't worry about like, you wanna do two tablespoons, do tablespoons. You wanna do two and a half or three, do three. It, you know, it's okay. All right, I'm gonna set the timer for a second. Okay. Now, I'm just gonna put this salt somewhere when I find an empty spot. Okay. So, <clears throat> if you have a sighted person, you, <coughs> pardon me, you can buy fresh spinach and have somebody clean it for you, wash it, and then weigh 500 grams worth. For blind people, it's really hard to use fresh uh, spinach with the stems and all because we can't see brown, yellow. We can only feel slimy. We could get rid of the slimy parts. We could cut the stems where it's tender, but we can't see yellow or brown or spots, like black spots and stuff like that. So what I do is I buy the pre-cut up leaves of, so these are just spinach leaves. So here, I'm just gonna lift one up. This is just a spinach leaf. There's no, no stem to it. Excuse me. These spinach leaves are usually in plastic containers in your produce section. And they're meant for salads. But it is fresh spinach. <coughs> you can also get them in bags. This is a little easier to pick through and see what's good and what's not. So I'm using 500 grams of spinach. Now I've poured the two, three tablespoons of salt on the spinach and we're gonna let the spinach sit for 10 minutes. While that's happening, let me tell you the ingredients for the batter. So I've got a bowl with olive oil and a um, basting brush which is for our pan. Then I've got, over here, I've got half a cup of olive oil, which is 113 grams. I've got two cups of flour, which is 300 grams, all-purpose flour. Then I've got, <coughs> pardon me, <clears throat> I don't know what's wrong with me, my, my 
throat is really scratchy today. 165 grams, one cup of corn flour. And then I've got 180 grams, which is two cups of fine semolina. Uh, semolina is a flour, but it's a certain type. Then I've got two cups of water, which is 520 grams. And I've got another half a cup of water, which is uh, 125 grams. And I've got 200 grams of yogurt, and we're gonna use a teaspoon of salt. So these are our ingredients for our batter. Now, I just wanna show you the yogurt for a second. I've mentioned this before for other recipes. Greek style yogurt is not like the yogurt we get in Greece. The closest that I can come to it, it's a brand here in Canada. It's called Best Ba. When I say Ba, I mean B-A-A, -A, just like the sound the sheep makes. And if I lift up a spoonful, you can see it's really, really thick. It's thick, thick stuff. It falls off in clumps off the spoon. This is sheep's yogurt. Now, if you can't find, you don't live in Canada, and this is, let's say it's not sold in the U.S., just use a, one that says Greek-style yogurt. But it, it's good to get a real Greek-style yogurt. And if you can find something that's a little thicker, then by all means. Okay, so while our spinach is soaking, I'm just going to grab a bowl. Just a big, humongous stainless steel bowl. And I'm just wiping it out to make sure there's nothing in here, even though these are washed, but I always take that extra step. I want you, remember the celery seed, uh, celery seed, celery leaves are optional, but they do add a beautiful taste if you can get them. So celery seed all goes in the bowl. Finely sliced, um, Leeks, all goes in the bowl. Five then we have our parsley, finely chopped parsley, all in the bowl. <coughs> Pardon me. Okay. Whoops. Oh, I forgot the feta. Yeah, we also need, see, I did forget an ingredient. We also need 250 grams worth of feta cheese. That's the original recipe. That's what it calls for. My family's not happy with 250 grams, so I'm using 400. But the recipe actually says 250. If you want to add a little more like we do, by all means, go ahead. Okay, and then we've got our dill, finely chopped dill. So the dill, the parsley, <clears throat> and the spearmint or mint, because you're going to have a hard time finding spearmint, they're half a bunch each. One leek, six, what did I not add in? I don't remember now. <laughs> so I've got my parsley, my celery leaves, my dill, oh, okay, anyways, my spearmint, 
That goes in. I actually said the ingredients before I added them in. Okay. That's okay. And our six, five or six onions. So in this bowl, we've got five or six onions, one leek, three huge handfuls of celery leaves, and half a bunch of spearmint, half a bunch of parsley, and half a bunch of dill. And we'll get rid of those bowls. Let's give all of this a, a good stir. There's a lot of greenery in here. Leeks and onions and lots of herbs. We said parsley, dill, celery leaves, and spearmint. Again, spearmint, I have it in my garden because I plant it. I've never seen it at the supermarket. Um, and dried is not a good option for these pies. So don't worry about it if you can't find the spearmint. Just use mint. I think it'll do the trick. And don't worry about the celery leaves unless you have a garden. And then add, add Zoe's touch with the celery leaves. So I'm just really giving this a good, good mix. Okay. Now. I have semolina. So, two tablespoons of, two tablespoons of semolina. Don't worry about leveling off. They can be heaping. Just sprinkle it everywhere. That's one. Now, a lot of people in Greece use something called trachana, and sometimes I do use it, but it would be very hard to explain to you guys. I don't even know the English name, if there is an English name for that, um, for trachana. So I didn't bother. I used my other option, which is the semolina. Let me just put that aside. Give me a second. Okay. Um, if I tried to confuse you guys and do the semolina would be, I mean, the um, trajana would be in trouble. So don't even worry about that. I'm going to add the feta cheese in. And now I've crumbled it. Try to use imported feta, please. You can make it. In this case, you can make it with Canadian feta because there's so many other things in this pie that it would work well. But if you can get the imported, please try. And let's put in a couple of inches, uh, inches, a couple of inches, no, a couple of pinches of pepper. And that one was a really big one that I did, so I'm just gonna grab a little bit more. Okay, pepper's done. Let me put that aside. And look at that, our 10 minutes is up. I need to move over to the sink now. I'm gonna turn off the timer. Now, <laughs> your spinach has been sitting with the salt. Put your hands in the bowl and just squeeze, squeeze, push down and squeeze on the spinach. 
you want the spinach to be about half the size of what it was when you put it in the bowl. Maybe even less, I don't know. <coughs> so I'm massaging it and squeezing it. And I can feel, as I'm squeezing, I can feel liquid coming out. And I'm just grabbing bunches in my hands and I'm squeezing. Now, if you feel like this is a lot of salt, uh, you can add some water here where you're squeezing. I don't. Um, yes, the feta cheese is a little salty, but we've got a whole bunch of other ingredients. So, I have a handful of spinach in my hand. I'm squeezing it and if I shut up you can probably hear it dripping and maybe on the next batch because I've already squeezed these but see that's a lot of liquid so you're squeezing it out okay I add a bunch in next batch squeeze and separate it and add it into your bowl with the rest of your onions and leeks and feta cheese and semolina. Grab another bunch in your hands, squeeze. Sure you heard that. Now, I know some people have arthritis. I do too. So, you know, take your time. Okay. Spinach. Separate it and add it in. Don't worry about separating it completely. When I say separate, so here's a bunch of spinach. I'm going to squeeze it and make it like a little tiny ball in my hands and keep squeezing. Okay, and then just open it up. You don't have to separate it completely. When we mix it up, it'll all separate too. Okay, grab another bunch. And don't worry if some of the leaves tear. And they might tear a little bit. Okay? We're almost done with the spinach. Well, sort of. Ooh, that one had a lot of water. No, I've got I've got a few um nicks on my hands, like cuts. And as I'm squeezing this, you know, the salt, I really want to, while I'm doing this, I'm talking to you guys, but what I really want to do is go, ouch! <laughs> but that's okay. That's part of cooking. So I've got about two or three more handfuls. So be patient with me. I should have put you guys on hold for this, but that's okay. I really wanted you to hear the liquid dripping and hear me blabbing away and show you guys how to do it. Yeah, I've got two handfuls left. One. And of course you hear more liquid now because there's a lot of liquid in the bowl too, right? So these last handfuls give them even more of a squeeze because they're sitting in the uh, water that we squeezed. Okay. And our last handful. 
See, that's just water dripping. I'm not even squeezing. That's water dripping from the uh, spinach. All righty. You want to squeeze as much water out or liquid out because you don't want this to end up in your pie. Okay. Alrighty. Let's give all of this a mix. Now you want to incorporate the spinach everywhere. Now, because the spinach is in bunches, you have to give it a thorough, uh, oh my God, a thorough uh, mix. The reason I'm saying, oh my God, is because dill has a very uh, intense smell and add all everything else in here. Add everything else in here and the uh, smell is fantastic. So give me a second. All right. I just wanted to get some, I'd like to say crap off my hands, but that wouldn't be very nice, but I said it anyway. All righty. So let's put the salt over here so I don't forget it. Uh, okay. We've got the one third cup of olive oil, which is 75 grams. Pour this into your mixture. Shake the bowl and get as much out as possible. You can even grab some of the greens and just wipe the bowl. Okay. Oh boy. Sorry, I'm just lifting up all the bowls and putting them in the sink. Okay, the last thing we need for our filling is the eggs. So I'm just gonna break them into a bowl. All right, let's give them a slight beat. You don't have to, we're not trying to make them um, frothy, fluffy. We're just trying to dissolve them. But don't worry if they don't dissolve completely because, again, you're going to mix up everything. Okay, good enough. And let's pour this into our spinach mixture. Now, because there was a lot of ingredients here, I purposely put all my filling ingredients on this counter and my batter ingredients on that counter so I don't get mixed up and forget. So now we need to give this a thorough mix and I would not use a spoon. This, now, this bowl is huge, guys. It's like something that you would put chips in or something. So now we need to mix up by hand. We need to mix up eggs and feta cheese and spinach and <laughs> all these wonderful stuff. Leeks, onions, parsley, dill, celery leaves, spearmint, oil, pepper, 
eggs. And I think I've mentioned everything. And if I didn't, you saw me do it. And it'll be in the ingredients. So don't worry about it. <clears throat> if you're doing this recipe for the first time, maybe you should do it with somebody. Not because you're blind and incapable. I would be a fool to say something like that. Growing up blind with all my insecurities that I don't have anymore, thank God. But I would be a fool to say something like that. But because it's a harder, more traditional, complex recipe, it's nice. Well, it would be fun, too, to do it with the family or, you know, two, two women or a husband and wife or boyfriend and girlfriend. And all this time that I'm uh, blabbing away, I'm just, I've got both my hands in the bowl and I'm mixing everything up together. And I'm just bringing up from the bottom and folding and just mixing. There's no, <laughs> there's no rule how you mix. Be gentle because you don't want to crumble your feta too much. And because of the eggs and the oil, things are going to stick to your hands. So you are going to lose a little bit. And while I'm doing this, oh, by the way, I'm also feeling any big clumps of spinach and I'm separating them. So if I feel like there's too much spinach in one spot, like, you know, like a ball from the squeezing, I just separate it like right here. So I'm just separating that. Okay. I think we're good to go. I just found another. All right. Set this aside. I'm just getting off whatever I can off my hands. Like I said, we're going to lose a, ah, maybe a little bit of parsley and stuff. Okay. Let's set that aside. Thank you. I'm just going to wash whatever's off my hands. Okay. I just want to give my counter a little wipe just because even though I'm going to use a bowl now to mix up my, um, oh, my batter, I don't know. I don't like feeling a counter with guck on it or stuff or salt. That's just me. Okay, I'm grabbing a clean bowl and let's give my bowl a wipe as I usually do. Okay, and let's go, I'm just going to start bringing over my ingredients. Okay. You're good. Did I spill the oil? No, no, you're good. I almost did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay. So in our big bowl, 300 grams of all-purpose flour. All goes in. See, this is the problem with tiny kitchens. One, see, I did it again. Okay, I keep uh, I keep uh, tipping over the uh, container of salt. So we said 300 grams of all-purpose flour and I've got 165 grams of corn flour. 
Now, these have been weighed for you guys. I used, uh, somewhere here. I used my, I don't know, teacup, coffee cup that comes with your Corningware sets. So usually at Walmart, you can get a Corningware set where it's got four dishes, four dinner dishes, four salad plates, four of these teacups or coffee cups, and then four saucers. So it's usually a 16 piece. So it's a standard size coffee or teacup. And I, that's what I use for this recipe if you don't want to measure out. But I wanted to make it easier for you guys because if you scoop up flour uh, in a bag, you will pack it and you'll get more flour, more corn flour, more. So I wanted to give you the exact measurement. So I pre-measured everything for you guys. So we said 165 grams of corn flour, 300 grams of uh, all-purpose flour, and now we've got 180 grams of fine semolina in the bowl with the corn flour and flour. <clears throat> if you want to, in the uh, recipe box, it will be there for you guys in uh, cups and grams. So I need the bowl of salt that I put aside before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Let's see if there's enough in here. We need a teaspoon of salt. Hard to get in. So there's not enough salt in here for me to scoop up. So let me pour some. And I will put it back in later. Okay, so I'm just filling up a teaspoon with salt. And today I'm, I am using uh, sea salt, but it's a uh, Greek sea salt and it's kind of fine. So if you want to use table salt, I think you'd still be okay with one teaspoon. Okay, teaspoon of salt goes in. So... We're done with that. Finally, let's put that aside. And this. Okay, give this a mix. Salt, corn flour, all-purpose flour, and fine semolina. And you can get the semolina, uh, from what I know, at any supermarket. I've, I've never had a problem finding it in uh, Canada. All right, so just give it a good mix. Okay, make a well in the center. Yeah, sort of. Don't worry about being exact. Okay. And now we're going to pour in our 200 grams of yogurt. All in, just in the center. That's pretty good. Okay, get the yogurt off my hands. Okay, and now I want you to pour in your half a cup of olive oil, which is 113 grams, or 
just measure out half a cup. And I'm using olive oil. And that's the traditional. In Greece, they wouldn't make a pie traditionally. They would not make a pie with any other type of oil. Uh, well, you know, there are some traditional pies that they make with uh, animal fat, uh, like lard and stuff like that, but that's not the case with this recipe. And then I've got two cups, the cup I showed you, of water. And I measured it for you guys, and it, it was it was actually 519 grams. So I'm pouring that in. And I have a castle worth of dishes now. Where did my spoon go? Did it fall in? I don't see it. Never mind. Okay, let's stir this all up. So start from the center, bringing flour in. This is a batter. Eh, somebody might call it a dough, but it's a thick dough. <laughs> yeah, I say my own jokes, I laugh with my own jokes. In Greek, this is called a hilo. <clears throat> so if we were making <clears throat> pancakes, that batter in Greek would be called a hilo for pancakes or tiganites, which is something us Greeks make, which is like a batter that we fry up and we eat it with honey and uh, cinnamon. Now, I want you guys to make sure that you incorporate all of this. There should not be dry pockets. So be patient and keep stirring. This is thick stuff, okay? So now I'm actually folding because it's gotten harder. So I'm actually going to stop with the spoon now. Throw whatever's on the spoon off. And I'm going to use my hands. Okay. And just fold from the bottom towards the center. You want all the um, flowers to drink up all the liquid. There shouldn't be any liquid here. But this isn't, it shouldn't be easy to uh, shape, right? If you wanted to shape the dough, it shouldn't be easy. Well, we'll see. It's a soft dough, anyhow. <laughs> you're going to say to me, you just told us it's not a dough. Now you're saying it is. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I'm Greek. It's a hilo, okay? <laughs> All right, we're almost done because I can feel that the dough is fine. Just giving a scrape around the bowl with my hands and pushing whatever it is to the middle. Okay, now, <clears throat> sighted people, maybe this is your bathroom break time. I want you to oil up your pan and put two-thirds of this at the bottom. Blind people, how do you know what two-thirds is? Well, we're going to weigh it. That's why I said excited people want to go take a bathroom break. <laughs> or click your forward button. <clears throat> okay. So I'm just going to grab my scale. 
and a clean bowl. All right. We're going to put a clean bowl on the scale. We're going to turn it on. She told us it's ready, and we're going to throw the batter into the clean bowl. Scraping the bowl, whatever dough is left in the bowl, I'm pushing it in to the clean bowl that I have on my scale. That's good enough. There's a, a, a little light coating, but that's okay. It's very little. Just tossing whatever's off my fingers. Okay, now, because my iPhone is being used, I can't use a calculator. So now you get to see Zoe suck at math. We need to divide this number into three. <laughs> so, 5, 10, 15? No. So, 450 probably. 450 and 450 is 900. And 450 is 1,000. 1,350. Damn it. <laughs> and let's say 20, 40, 60. Oh, 1,410. And 15, 25. So, I think it's about 466 grams. 1,435 grams. Hold well on. Let me do some math in my mind. 6, 12, 18. 18, 18. That would be 98. 1, 4, 8, 12, 13. No, it's not. <laughs> 470? 4, 8, 12? 7, 14, 21. 4, 1,420. Okay, let's start. 1,434 grams. Okay, what if we did 80? So 480. 480. 4, 8, 12 is 1,200. 8, 16, 24 is 240. 1,440. Alrighty. So, it's not exactly because it's 35. 1,435 divided by three is probably about 479 grams. So, I am going to pull out 480 grams from this batter with my hands and stick it into the old bowl. Actually, sorry, I just told you guys the wrong thing. 480 and 480 is 800, 960. So I need to leave about 960 in this bowl. 1,175 grams. 
944 grams plus what's on my hands. <laughs> Alrighty. So I split my batter. Basically, two thirds are in one bowl and one third is in the other bowl. Okay? My mom. Of course, does it with her sight. I can't do that, so I use my scale. And it's, guys, you don't have, as you can see, I'm not being totally exact. If I were to do it on the calculator, it would come out to something like 478.526, whatever. So, yes, I would use a calculator to make it a little bit easier for me because you just saw me suck at math for five minutes. But in the end, I've basically done two thirds and one third. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, a few grams off. So you don't need the scale. I'm going to put the one third aside. And I've got the two thirds beside me. I'm going to move the scale. I'm going to bring my humongous pan over. And I'm going to grab my bowl with my olive oil. And I'm going to, actually, I can't do it with this. I can't. So I'm just going to put that aside because I'll need it. I'm just going to use my hands and I'm going to lather grease well, please. Sides and all. And corners. Okay, I'm going to tip the pan because there is excess oil, so I'm letting it drop to the edge so I can do the sides. Again, I'm wiping the bottom and I'm pulling oil and greasing the sides. I just dipped my hand in the oil and I'm going around the sides and in the corners with my fingers and everywhere. Okay, pan is ready. Now, I don't have room. <laughs> Let's get a piece of parchment paper ready. You know, just cut a big piece. And I've got original cooking spray. So I'm just going to lay this sort of flat on my dirty dishes. Don't worry about it. It's the dishes from the pie. Yeah, and I just dropped it too. That's okay. And I'm going to spray the one side of the parchment paper. So I'm just feeling with my hands to see if I, you know, where I'm spraying. 
I think that's probably good enough. Maybe even a little too much. Okay. You're going to take the batter. <clears throat> now, they want you to do this with a spoon. And I'll show you what the problem with the spoon is. So I'm going to tip some batter in. And it, this is thick stuff. Okay? So I've, I've thrown some batter in. You can put the spoon in and try to spread this. It's very thick stuff, so it's a little hard to do. You try to spread it, and it moves, and it opens up, and so on and so forth. So I'm just going to throw in all the batter. Okay. As much as... Try to wipe out the bowl as best you can. Now, if you really want to try, you can use one hand to sort of feel and press down and spread. But it's hard, guys, because this is really thick stuff. So, I'm going to grab my parchment paper that I sprayed. I'm going to place it on top of the pan, and I'm going to start pushing down so I can spread this out. And I'm spreading with my hand. Uh, how would I describe this? So I'm pushing down, and with my hands, I'm pushing to the sides. I'm just going to turn the pan. It isn't easy. I'm going to tell you guys, this is the hard part of the recipe, okay? See, and I didn't spray well enough there, and it got stuck to my... <sighs> got stuck. That's okay. Don't worry. We can fix it. Okay. I'm actually going to put the parchment paper aside because now I'm going to use my hands because there's a little bit oil on the dough now from the cooking spray. So I'm going to use my hands. Just make sure it's everywhere. All the way to the sides. Now, guys, if you think it's a little bit uneven, like maybe one spot is a little thicker, like I said, play with it. Try to get it as, <coughs> excuse me, as even as possible. But like, for example, now in my case, from what I can feel, my differences are very slight. And I'm going to get sighted confirmation. I've got a little bit more batter on the sides, but don't worry about it. Just want to make sure that there's enough in the middle. How come I can't feel those? Hold on. So my cameraman's telling me that there's a couple of holes. The truth of the matter is I can't feel them. I'm trying. But we'll see. See, that's not a hole right there. It's just thin. And again, if you try to patch up holes, try not to have any holes. And that's what I'm doing now. Because he told me, and this is a good rule, 
because he told me there's some holes in the middle, I'm just pushing a little bit of batter slightly with my hands towards the middle. I think we're good enough. What do you think? Mm -hmm. I should get mom to. Yeah. She's gonna keep going. We need, we need a little bit more on this side, to, on the walls to push the dough. This this side, in here. Why? Because there's the tapsi. You can see the tapsi. Well, it might be just because it's thick here. Look. Eh. I'm not worried because when the spinach falls, it's gonna push it too, right? I'm not worried about the edges. So guys, it's a little difficult, but it's not that it's not doable. Play with it with your hands. Just feel. And it'll go everywhere. So let's take our spinach dip or mixture. Mm. Sprink, grab handfuls and just sprinkle it. over the pie everywhere so don't pour this all in the middle like don't tip your bowl over because the spinach um uh, filling is heavy so if you pour it all if you just tip the bowl over you're going to make a big humongous cave-in on your batter so do it with your hands Some people don't like the spinach going all the way to the edges. Some people don't care. So I, for me, I put it everywhere. <clears throat> and because my family wants more cheese, this is actually a lot thicker than it should be. <coughs> <coughs> And I'm saying that for my mom, yes. Okay, so what I'm doing now is I'm going, I'm sprinkling the batter, but I'm feeling with my hands to see where there's more, where there's less. You want all of your batter, in my opinion, to be covered. Oh, I just said a bad word, sorry. The reason I'm saying this is because my mom today, while I was preparing, she's like, ah, add a little more of this, add a little more of that. And this pie is actually going to be thicker than it should be. But that's okay. It's going to go in our stomachs. Okay. I've added in our whole spinach mixture. Now, try, again, blind people, try to make it even. Please don't worry if it's not, <laughs> you know, 100%. We're not going to take a level and put it on to make sure that it's exactly even, okay? But just feel with your hands and see if any spots have too much. 
and other spots have less for the most part. You're never going to get it perfect, guys. This is a mixture, for God's sakes. Now, take your hands and go around the pan with your palms flat, both hands flat on the pie, and press slightly. Just press it down into the batter. But I don't want you to press with all your might. I want you to press slightly. So I'm just giving it a little... That's what I'm doing. And believe me, this will even it out. And I'm just going to turn the pan. And of course, some is going to stick on your hands. Don't worry about it. Okay. And we're ready for the last part. Okay. And then we bake. And we're done. So this is a, it is a little bit of a difficult recipe if you're doing it for the first time. But this is why I'm showing you guys on video where you can forward and stop, think about it, test it, do it, follow me, and so on and so forth. Now, the next part of this recipe is, I would say, the second hardest part. For me, the first hardest part is spreading the batter, but as you saw, it wasn't that hard, but it is. Take your half a cup of water and let's grab a clean spoon and pour it into your one third batter, all of it in. And stir this up with the water. You are dissolving the thickness of this. So I've added the water in and I'm feeling with my fingers too and I'm dissolving this. You can use your hands too. I'm using a spoon and my hands. too thick for the top it should be a thin batter now a thinner much thinner than the first one we put in and I think mine is just a touch too thick so because I feel this is too thick I'm gonna add in One more spoonful of water. Give me a second. I'm just grabbing a spoon. There, we'll add in a tablespoon of water. That wasn't a tablespoon, was it? Yeah. That was like half. Not either. Not either. Slowly turn the water slowly. Yeah. 
Alright, I've added in a tablespoon of water and I'm going to give it another stir. Yeah, we're good. That's better. So I just felt it was a little bit too thick because this is, you want to cover the whole pie and this isn't very much. So you want this to be kind of thin. And I'm giving it a good mix and I'm dissolving all the flour. And I'm actually using my fingers and I'm feeling for any large clumps of batter and I'm squeezing them between my fingers to dissolve them. I think that should be good. I don't know, what do you think? Mm -hmm. I think so. Alrighty, now, we're gonna pour this over the pie. Try to pour slowly in hopes that you can kinda get it everywhere. It's not gonna go everywhere. You're gonna have to spread, okay? So I'm just pushing it out with my hands now. This one, you can't use parchment paper because it's too thin. So this one, you're gonna have to try and spread with a spoon. Now, if you're visually impaired and you see a little bit of green as you're spreading, <coughs> this is a water sort of, uh, how would I describe this? A thin pudding-like texture. So the greens are gonna come up. Even if you try to cover them, you're not gonna cover completely every single little green. Try to cover most of the pie as best you can. Even if it's a thin layer, you just kind of want to feel like you've got batter everywhere. I'm going to try, because it's a little hard, I'm try shaking too, see what happens. So I'm giving it a shake so it can spread by itself. So my edges are a little, you see the edges? Mm -hmm. And when you pull, <laughs> you pull from the center, of course you leave another spot. And this is the spot that concerns me the most. Here. <sighs> so there's a spot for me that's not covering. See, there's a lot there. Mommy? Mm. So what? Put them under water. So this is where this part I am calling in the sighted because I'm having a hard time covering one particular spot. 
I don't care about this one little tiny spot there, but I do care if the camera can show you about this spot here. This spot is way too uncovered. So we're gonna see if mom, who sighted, can push it a little bit in. Except not that I have your sweetie pet on mommy. Ena komati de boro na to kano cover. Can you see if you can do it? Definitely. And those the sides. Apo do ela mana. Is there any more left in here? Oh no, not yet. So I'm just seeing if I can get any more out of the bowl. Ask, ask some. There's a little bit. Not enough, but. So, guys, I've told you in the past, it's okay to ask for sighted help. I have made this before without sighted help. Flour is something that absorbs differently every time. So I may have added a couple of grams by accident of too much flour. I may have added a couple of drops less water. Who knows? Um, it's not a loss. It's not wrong. Women in Greece, way back when, when they cooked, they didn't use any type of measurements. They just said two cups of this, one cup of this, a third cup of this, five cups of this, a pinch of this, a dash of that, a handful of this. So you know what? It's not really, you know, it isn't rocket science. Um, the top layer is a little bit difficult, so make sure you get a nice thin, uh, I wouldn't say... I don't want your top batter to feel, feel like water. It should feel like a thin pancake batter, but thin. So mine is pretty good. I just had a hard time covering and I see that mom got a little bit more out of the bowl and she's uh, basically layering it. You know, this isn't the loss if uh, if you don't have sighted help and a couple of your sides are a little bare, don't worry about it. If 95% of your pie is covered, you're going to get a good uh, result. I mean, there are open-faced pies as well in Greece, which means they don't have a phyllo on top. So it's not like you're going to ruin the recipe. Okay, but because I'm a perfectionist, that's why I called mom in to do the final spread. Almost done, ma? Almost. And I've got a basting brush. I'm actually, while my mom is doing that, I'm adding olive oil to a bowl. And I've got a basting brush somewhere here, right there. Δεν θα τα κάνει cover όλα, κάποια θα σηκωθούνε και θα βγουν έξω. Yes, okay. Thank you. 
So I've got my basting brush in a bowl with olive oil. So I'm just rolling my basting brush around. I'm gonna lift it up and I'm gonna go over the pie and I'm shaking the basting brush over it. So you're shaking it like, uh, how would you describe that? Um, well, so I'm holding the brush in my hand and I'm shaking it back and forth in my hands and it's sprinkling all over. I'm just shaking. What do you think? Mm -hmm. Good enough? Mm, maybe, maybe a little in the time. middle. Huh? Maybe one more time. Can yeah, you I think one so. more time? Yeah. See, so in the middle needs it. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm just sprinkling olive oil by shaking a basting brush over the pie. And let's do a little more on the edges. Mm -hmm. I think we're good. Mm -hmm. Now, wet your hands. Wet them. And take your hands over the pie and shake your hands so drops of water can fall on the pie. I'm going to do it again. So I'm just wetting both my hands. I'm letting the, eh, the excessive amount drop off my hands. And then I go over the pie and I just shake my hands. So drops of water are falling all over the pie. That's it, my friends. This is our pie. We're going to bless the food in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And I'm going to open up the hot oven, which has been preheating for the last hour. Hot. And I'm going to put the pie in, which is heavy. And I said, I'm baking second level from the bottom because my stove burns. Okay, we're gonna set our timer for one hour and 10 minutes. Press start, check on it. It's working, correct? Mm -hmm. Timer's working. I've got an hour and 10 minutes to clean up and come back and show you the final result. Please don't panic. I know it's a difficult recipe. But if I can do it, believe me, you can do it. So, see you in about an hour and 10. So our pie is done, and the camera will show you what it looks like, and we had it in the oven uh, for an hour and 10 minutes, and as I said, I had lots of time to clean up. By the time the pie was out, I had already, you know, washed my dishes and cleaned up my counters and so on and so forth. I have, it's been out of the oven, I guess, for about half an hour, maybe 40 minutes, so I think it's pretty cooled down. It doesn't matter if it's warm. You can eat this 
room temperature. You can eat it warm. I wouldn't say scorching hot out of the oven. You need this to settle down. You need the cheese to settle down and so on and so forth. Um, yeah. I want to mention that, remember how I was having a little bit of trouble with the uh, spreading at the top? Well, look here. If the camera can pick it up, there's some little pieces of uh, spinach sticking out and whatever. So sometimes that might happen. Please don't worry about it. Um, the color is beautiful for those who can see. So I'm just going to insert a knife in and hopefully this will cut. I don't know if a pizza cut slicer would work. But anyway, I've never tried it. Okay, so I just went across, but I'm going to do it one more time because, you know, there's cheese in here. Okay. And I'm just going to go around the edges just in case there's it's stuck, but it's not. And I'm going to cut out a little piece came to my hands. So I'm just going to cut out a triangle. Now, we always say with the first piece of cake or the first piece of pie, it might crumble. Your first piece might crumble. Don't panic. Don't put, I'm going to put my spatula in now and I'm going to try to lift this first piece. It may come out whole. It may not. We will see. So, yeah, so it wants to give me a hard time. There you go. Yeah, so the knife didn't cut right through as it should have. See? It didn't cut through co correctly. But, bet you any money, the second piece will be better. So, I'm going to cut out a second piece now. Should I cut a triangle? No, I'm going to cut sort of a square. I'm going to try to cut it better. You need a sharp knife, guys. I'm actually... And run your knife through your cut a few times. Okay? Okay. And this way... It should be okay this mm -hmm. time. You think so? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Sure, the first piece came out good, too. Well, a little piece of the top came off, see? Uh, Somewhere. Right there. The little oh, corner. The little Let me grab a plate. Okay. So, let's see what happens with the second piece. And I'm going to stick the spatula in under the pie. Yeah, see? Ugh. It's a little hard, guys, but you know... It's doable. And there's your second piece. And it looks fantastic. It smells even better. I did have a nap. Uh, can you pass me a napkin? Mm -hmm. No, there's none. <laughs> oh, wait. That's, yeah, okay. So, this is so healthy for you. Does healthy and delicious go together? Guess what? In this recipe, it does. You've got your feta cheese, which gives you protein. You've got so many vegetables in here and herbs. You've got parsley and dill and celery leaves and um, uh, spearmint. You've got spinach. 
leek, onions. You've got yogurt, eggs. How, how much more healthier can it get? How much more delicious can it get? If you are a lover of spinach pie, this is a more rustic, traditional, village-type pie that's made in Greece. It's called Badzina or Plastos. It's fantastic. It's delicious. I know that it looks hard. You might have to make it a couple of times to get it perfect. But again, if I can do it, anybody can do it. I'm going to go enjoy this now. And again, if you want to make it and you need a little bit of sighted assistance, don't be ashamed to ask for help. There's nothing wrong with that. How, having said that, I told you guys before, yes, I called the enforcement mom in today, but I have made it on my own before. Okay, so it can be done. If you need to reach me, you know the trick, you know the deal by now. Zoe's Blind Kitchen Corner at gmail.com. Whose blind life is it anyway? At gmail.com. You can comment in the section below. I want to give another shout out to Kim because she watches all my shows and she comments all the time. So, hey, Kim, nice uh, having you aboard. Thank you for watching. And I will see Kim and all of you on our next episode. Bye for now. I am your host, Zoe Fiogos, with sincere love and gratitude, I thank you for watching Zoe's Blind Kitchen Corner.